0: Yeah, I yes. guess I guess we just uh hit stop, stop when you hit one, one, one percent. percent. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's a good start. <laughs> okay. Well maybe maybe three percent just in case like it crashes. <laughs> right. Uh we want it to save properly as well. Uh so hi, I'm Kevin. And hi, my and name is Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Uh we wanted to start a podcast together, so this is that podcast. And uh we struggled with a name for a really long time and we came up with Unprepared because nobody else took that name yet.
0: Yeah, yeah Kevin, Kevin came up with unprepared, unprepared and uh, uh it seems like one of those names that a podcast already has, like or like, like ten. There's gotta be like ten podcasts already have, and there isn't. No, there,
1: so, there's not one.
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't think we got a domain yet.
1: No, are we are we going with unprepared dot pizza, or are we going something else? I think.
0: So part of me wants to have a name that is like a real domain name. Sure, sure, like. Unprepared.com would be great, but yeah, I'm
1: that, sure that's that was not available. r e d is available, which right. I thought was a pretty good one.
0: Uh, but Unprepared.pizza is great, and I want to own it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the kind of person who's like, oh, you need to have a real domain name.
1: Yeah, this is, this is, I'm also the guy who has Catastrophic.horse as <laughs> right. a real and only only source for one of my other podcasts
0: yeah like i want like unprepared.com or, or dot dot .co or, or something nice but then and every, and dot .org and then, and then or, or dot, yeah dot .org but, but then also every single other, other silly domain got <laughs> you got dot horses, your .horses your .pizza uh
1: dot .porn is one uh, i don't know if i i, I don't know either but i know it is one or unprepared.us plumbing Oh, that would be good. Unprepared dot plumbing. Dot, dot plumbing's real. There's
0: literally, like, was it like last year or something? ICANN came out with like a thousand oh, there are new so ones. Oh, so many of them. It's so, like dot, dot diamonds. Dot, like, like dot, dot plumbing's a real one. Yeah.
1: Unprepared. Uh, dot podcast is not, which seems like a large oversight for ICANN. Like there's no dot pod. There's a dot net, which is like network. Like you're kind of getting to that. Uh, there's no cast. There's no pod. There's no podcast. Uh, And considering how many people like you and I who are straight white dudes who sat in front of microphones to record a podcast, uh, I'm surprised they're not trying to make money on that. (laughs) You you gave away our secret. (laughs) Our patent
0: patent pending formula for success (laughs) is that we're both both two
1: straight white guys. (laughs) Damn it, Kevin. Yes, no one will ever create a podcast (laughs) that meets those needs. If only
0: no there's just a a huge audience out there who's just been longing for (laughs) someone to relate to in the podcast
1: world yeah Yeah, it's uh it's been tough out there but we we're here we're unprepared yeah for
0: Uh, all you straight white dudes out there there. yeah this one goes out to you we're here
1: for you yeah and other people can listen to this as well because they probably should fuck i really hope we don't get like trump supporters listening oh that would be so bad we don't want you no (laughs) wrong straight white dudes that would be that would not be great um why did, um, why did we call the the podcast unprepared Jesse other than I came up with it and it's a great name?
0: Uh because we are not okay. going to ever do anything to prepare for recording it.
1: Yeah so that's that's pretty much true that includes like even figuring out how to record a podcast
0: yeah it, uh took us i sat and fiddled with audacity while well, kevin looked at audacity instructions for 20 minutes before we figured out oh we'll just record to two separate computers yeah,
1: yeah and hope it goes well on the back end yeah well, it'll be fine uh, yeah we, we're so unprepared we don't have a domain uh we right. don't have any hosting lined up like we haven't we haven't done anything <laughs> there yet we've got audacity and some microphones <laughs> Uh, did you mention already that your microphone is sitting on top of a large pot?
0: Yeah, my microphone is sitting on top of the tallest stock pot in my kitchen because uh, my microphone stand is very short. You should give a taller short. stock pot. I should.
1: I mean, that one, I mean it's, it looks like a nice pot, uh, but like for like a heavy pot or something, I, you want a real tall stock pot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go to uh, an H E B, or mm-hmm. at least the H E B that I go to, yeah. uh, they have the like
1: little like cooking supply yeah, part I, of the I aisle. I love going down that aisle.
0: And every time I go, because it's also the ice cream aisle, uh, every time not at my <laughs> H E B. That sounds like the dream aisle. Everything you need. Every time I go, I look up, and on top of the the freezer cabinets, yeah, uh, they have huge like. 20 gallon oh, stockpots that are for like cooking, cooking 10 chicken chickens inside <laughs> at the same time and, every, and, and they're like 40 dollars or something that's unreasonably cheap right because right. well, they're grocery store stockpots like, they're, they're not real stockpots like well they're not anything nice yeah right. but every time i'm like mm, 40 bucks i get a real big stockpot for 40 bucks because like i love making like a nice big serving of mashed potatoes or like a big giant soup yeah uh but I only ever have so to, I like, feed myself, myself or, like, one other person. Yeah, where and would you
1: keep it? Never 20.
0: Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I'd, I'd, I'd keep, keep my, my microphone, microphone inside of it. There you go. I
1: mean, I have, I have such a tiny kitchen that, like, every time I buy something from my kitchen, I have to go, okay, where am I going to put this? <laughs> right. I had a chance to buy a Blendtec blender, uh, the Dream, right? Yeah, it well, was, it's like, as good as I, I mean, it was your cheap Blendtec blender, so it's normally, like, 500. I had a chance to buy it for 300 via a website. That was selling them on sale, which is still a really good deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I held off, not because I didn't have the money. I mean, that's something to consider. It's still a lot of money for a blender. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know where I could put this in my kitchen right now. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a food processor for Christmas last year, and I <sighs> love that thing. Yep. I love processing food with it. Yep. yep. It will process a lot of food. Yeah. I shred cheese. Cheese might be my favorite thing to shred with this. Are you serious? So I've got a shredder disc. So it sits up. On top it's a little thing that raises up the blade, yep, yep, um, and you take something like a cheddar or you know a Monterey Jack, you put it in the freezer for about an hour to just hard a whole it block. Up. well I got to chop it to fit in the feed tube, so oh, okay, so chop it a little bit, but you take it you you freeze it semi solid doesn 't have to go all the way solid, and you put it into the shred you put the shred disc in your food processor, turn it on, and drop the cheese, and push it through, and it's shredded cheese, and it's amazing because. With shredded cheese, like, that you buy in the store, it's got the coating The like, if it's super fancy, it's, like, just cornstarch. If it's not super fancy, it's, like, I don't know, horse starch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you Yeah, I know. But that's – but now I don't have to buy shredded cheese. I buy normal cheese, which is cheaper, and we shred it, and we put it in a little Tupperware container, and it stays good for, you know, a week or so. And if I need it for longer, I'll just buy more cheese. Wow. I
0: owned a food processor – And never considered using it. Like, I'm pretty sure it had, like, that attachment on it. Ah, the disc. Never used it to shred cheese. I use it for, like, chopping up vegetables and, you know, soups and pie dough and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But, man. Shredded cheese. Yeah. Now, is that, with the cleanup and everything with the food processor, is that actually easier
1: than just using, like, a grater? Um... Even with the cleanup, I would rather do it in a food processor because I hate grating things. Oh, okay. Like I like a box grater or like one of those little handheld graters just makes me angry. Which oh. is how we shredded our cheese for a while because it's what we had. It's what we had, and we didn't like buying the, the shredded cheese with you know uh, horse whatever in it. Horse oh. starch. That's what I said before. That was the joke.
0: I mean, is it gross if cheese is covered in horse
1: starch? If Cheese it, is just. It came out of a cow's made <laughs> of stuff that came out of cows. Probably not. I mean, yeah. if it's organic horse stuff, it's fine. It's the it's the artificial <laughs> stuff you got to worry about. Yeah, you don't want any of those artificial <laughs> horses on your cheese. Yeah, that would just be weird. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, so the food processor is one of the things I didn't get to keep. Oh, I'm sorry. In the in the separating and the deciding who gets who gets what. Uh, also, the KitchenAid stand mixer. You didn't get either of those? Nope. Nope, nope. I didn't. I, I got, got a lot a of other great stuff, stuff, but I didn't did get the two wow. expensive, expensive and v- incredibly valuable yeah. kitchen appliances. I want a
1: KitchenAid so bad, but I don't have a place for it. Yeah, they That's, take up a lot of counter space. They take up a lot of counter space. Uh, but
0: boy, uh, you want to make anything like pizza dough, you mean, cookies? You need those. You just, well, you At don't, least one of them. You don't need them. <laughs> nice pun right i got it i got Uh, it uh, that was an accident i'm sorry uh but there's like it's unfathomable how much easier it is to just like oh i'm gonna make some cookies just like throw the stuff in the KitchenAid stand mixer and it makes it and yeah like as opposed to uh, i remember when i was when i was young my mom used to make uh pumpkin cookies okay which were every fall especially like on halloween Mm -hmm. she made a humongous batch of pumpkin cookies like dozens and dozens and like everyone got a dozen pumpkin cookies they all went to different people and people would come over and eat tons of pumpkin cookies and it was just like a whole day worth of just making tons of pumpkin cookies yeah um and we didn't have a stand mixer
1: wow Um, so like did you have like a hand mixer
0: uh, we had a hand mixer, but mostly it was just uh, take a bunch of giant bowls and you just mix it, mix the stuff up by hand. You would, we would like cream the butter and sugar mm-hmm. and stuff with a hand mixer. But then you just slow, you add the flour in little by little and you take a wooden spoon and, and you just, just sit there by hand and you mix it up. And my mom, this is how this works. My yeah. mom would, you know, let's say uh, one bowl, you need to throw in like six cups of flour. Okay. After everything else. Yeah. So my mom would get through like three cups, and then as soon as it would get tough, she'd be like, "Okay, Jesse, come on, like I need your help now." And then I would, children for? and then I would do the last three cups. Yeah. Uh, and wow, then the man. next bowl, and she would start on the next mm-hmm. bowl and do that, and then I would move on. <laughs> I just hit. out for that handle. I just hit. I uh, hit my pot and almost knocked my microphone over. I would come in and. Just do the – I would always do the hard part. Yeah,
1: yeah. When it's, when it's mostly mixed, we got to finalize it and start to seize up. Right. And,
0: like, the when, like, the last half a cup of flour takes just as long to mix in as the first three cups yeah. did.
1: Yeah, That's a lot easier with a stand mixer. It's a lot easier with a stand mixer. Uh, but I feel like
0: I'm a better person because of it.
1: <laughs> well, at least you've, you've made that excuse to yourself. Yeah. Uh, speaking you mentioned a lot of bowls uh, – <laughs> Until I had them, I didn't realize how much I missed big stainless steel bowls for cooking, uh, you know, for doing things in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, you can just put anything in them. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's great. I thought you
0: were going to talk about marijuana.
1: Oh, no. I,
0: <laughs> I have
1: no experience with marijuana whatsoever. Like, I'm going to out myself. Yeah, neither do I. I've, I've never, uh, never marijuanaed.
0: Actually, this <laughs> does make this unusual. Two straight white dudes doing a podcast. And who we're have not high. <laughs>
1: never smoked. <laughs> never smoked marijuana. Um, that's our that's our bit. Mm. Each week or month or however often we record this podcast, we're going to get together and not smoke marijuana together. Can
0: we make a deal if either of us are going mm-hmm. to try smoking marijuana? Okay. Uh can we it has to be done on air on the podcast um,
1: I'm, I'm okay making the deal that it's recorded uh, <laughs> it does I think sober Kevin and Jesse ought to have like final edit say on that <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's good for everybody because I, I don't know if you know this Jesse or not but my mother is going to listen to this podcast oh really yeah okay. um, and that's because my mother loves me and listens to everything I make oh, that's whether or sweet. not she even really enjoys it like I don't think she likes my fiasco <laughs> podcast very much she's kind of said like it's it's okay. Like it's good to hear you laugh. And but I'm it's like, her child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's very like loving in that in that sort of sense. Ah. Um, that's really
0: sweet, Kevin's mom. Yeah, good for you.
1: My mom's pretty great.
0: Um, I don't know if my mom will
1: listen to this. We have to tell her about it first. That's that's right. step one. Like I
0: imagine, like I'll mention it. Mm-hmm. This isn't anything I'm planning on keeping a secret. No. Uh, yeah, I bet she might. Yeah. Like if I'm like oh hey like I did a podcast with my buddy, she'd be like oh cool I'll listen to that yeah. Unless we make it really long,
1: she might just dip in and be like that was right. that was cool. Well, right. uh, we've only got uh, as much time as I have left, which is forty seven percent of my battery left.
0: Okay, so this has been six percent of battery so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, well, well, this this podcast may not be indicative of all of them. Uh, But we are so unprepared that I don't have a charger for my Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just love how we're cycling back on this. That's called building a brand, right? Uh, It's really important to have brand recognition,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, Uh, brands, uh, content strategy, uh, synergy, SEO. Oh yeah, where can I get some SEO? Uh, What's the What's the new one? Um, uh, Buzz marketing? No, the the business team was talking about a thing. Un-ironically, which I n- would have expected anyone sensible to talk about ironically, and it made me mad. <laughs> I can't think of the term for it. That's just one of those uh, tech bro nonsense words. I don't words. know. I don't know this one. It's like, it's like SEO, but it's what like trashy SEO people like from the early 2000s are doing now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's what you see on Twitter trending, all Trending.
1: Trying to get something trending. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you remember the Google network that I believe was called Buzz. Uh,
0: I think you're thinking of Google Wave. No, this was pre-Wave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember Buzz. <laughs> I do. I do remember Buzz. Uh,
1: Google Wave actually had potential. Uh. <laughs> I played a uh. really interesting game of play-by-post RPG on there for like a week. Because um, the structure was really good for that because it was location-based. So you could move uh-huh. your character to different locations and each location was a different wave and so you could jump between them but everybody had access to all of them and it was an easy way to track what was happening in each room in this high school themed rpg where we were also monsters (laughs) i think i was either a ghost or a vampire
0: that sounds pretty cool i i saw google wave and was like
1: okay "Okay, google like (laughs) goodbye (laughs) yeah google wave is one of those products that i didn't mind when it left yeah google buzz kind of bugged me um it was really? it was it was in that same vein as Twitter before Twitter became the de facto microblogging platform, right? Uh, and I used it like I used it. There's actually people I kept in contact with it on that. Really? Yeah, independent of Twitter. Wow. Uh, which was which is looking back on it kind of weird, <clears throat> but that's what I did. Uh, and when it shut down, where it it became Wave and then shut down, like it was. Um, yeah. One of those things that Google's like, ah, we're going to make this thing and then shut it down later. Yeah, right. But Google Plus is still running, so you got that going for you. Yeah, they're
0: never (laughs) shutting that one down. Uh, YouTube
1: will one day just be called Google Plus. Oh, my God.
0: Rest in peace, Google Reader.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sad. Um, I do use Feedly, which I think you turned me on to. Uh,
0: I might have. I don't use Feedly anymore. Oh, okay. uh, Because I, to go full circle, I... Became a. I used to be a very strong RSS feed man. Yeah. Uh, Feedly was my aggregator, and I used the app Reader to read them. Okay. And if you're the kind of person who really, really likes RSS feeds, Reader is the best way to read RSS feeds. Uh, but I didn't like having uh, another app on my phone, so I just turned everything into Twitter. Huh. Anything that I have followed as an RSS feed, I now just follow on Twitter.
1: See, that's interesting because I've 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 intentionally avoided using Twitter for that purpose. Like mm-hmm. I. Like when I see a follow a Twitter feed that kind of becomes that, where it's like a celebrity or somebody who's just using it to post their blog posts. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna unfollow them on Twitter to keep that feed clean. Right. And keep and like if I want to follow them, I'll download it to an RSS feed.
0: Yeah. Well, Twitter just became the place for. Like if, there's, if someone is posting things that I'm not interested in seeing, like I'll unfollow them, that's, and that's fine. Yeah. But Twitter became the place for me to just collect anything I might possibly be interested in. Okay. So I used to do it in all kinds of different places, but yeah. now it's just Twitter. Now it's just Twitter. Huh. Yeah. Do you remember, speaking of microblogging services that yeah. com- tried to compete with Twitter,
1: uh-huh.
0: did you ever use Pounce?
1: No, I never knew what Pounce was. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Okay. But it was, it was in that, that time frame where I was using Twitter because it was on my phone because I had a phone that could text. Because you had to have a phone that could text in the early days of Twitter. You yeah, like
0: 06 or 07? Yeah. Was it I think it's 07? A weird. Jump,
1: do you ever use hop? Uh, I'm aware of it. it. It shows me my tweets from like before Twitter was an app. Uh, which is weird, because wow. it's like it's it's very intimate, it's very personal. Because um, I'm usually tweeting to like people, like six people, and I don't know who all those people are. Right. And I'm using Twitter to tell them a thing. Yep. Um, like, hey, I'm going to Freebirds. Anyone who wants to come join me? Like, that's a tweet I probably made. But
0: that's not like how Twitter is used anymore. Not at all. Not, at all. not really.
1: No, but so tell me about Pounce. Um,
0: Pounce was okay. Well, before I tell you about Pounce, do you you remember Dig? Yeah, Dig was great. Dig was uh, great. I, i still use dig it's good <laughs> now because it's an entirely different thing yes and it's owned by another company yeah. uh but, but dig, dig used, used to be great uh-huh. versions one two and three i used it through four i think four was the four was when everybody quit
1: four was the exodus yeah, yeah. yeah. so i yeah. used
0: dig through versions one two and three uh, loved it it was like my primary internet home mm-hmm. uh it was an awesome place for people who were interested in nerdy tech stuff yeah, do you remember that do
1: you remember the dvd code
0: oh uh, yep that <laughs> i i remember i remember going i was like on my computer and on dig while that whole thing happened oh wow and i'm not gonna bother to explain it because no, it's really no. dumb uh but i i remember feeling like i was like a part of something mm-hmm.
1: important. Yeah. while it was happening, I wrote it down on my computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but it really it it's, it was pretty dumb. Yeah, uh, and then just a couple years later, Dig turned its back on its community. Yeah, uh, with version four, which was the Great Exodus. Mm-hmm. So I left a Dig at version four, which is when Reddit took off because yeah. everyone left Dig for Reddit. Which I didn't do because I was like, eh,
1: I didn't cool. either. But I use Reddit pretty regularly now. Like I, was, I came back around to it.
0: Yeah, at the time, and it, I mean, it still is. I was like,
1: Reddit seems kind of four channy. Yeah, and it still has that problem. Yeah, it but does. you can unsubscribe from Reddit, and that helps a lot. Right.
0: Uh, so, but I just never got into Reddit because yeah. it was uglier and yeah. more confusing and all that stuff and four channy. So yeah, I, I, I avoided Reddit and and discovered Twitter. Uh, but when um, the founder of Dig. And like Kevin a, Rose, Kevin Rose, and one of the designers, I think, like started Pounce because everyone was like, "Twitter seems cool," and they were like, and everyone was talking about microblogging, just the way everyone right now
1: is talking about chatbots. Are we, are we talking about chatbots right, you're right not, now? You're not talking about chatbots. I mean, I am in this moment talking about <laughs> chatbots, but the only chatbot thing I knew about was the one that uh, Microsoft did. That oh, the Nazi! The Nazi one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that wasn't really a chat bot. It was that, a Twitter bot. That yeah. was a that was a
0: Twitter bot that you could talk to. Yeah. But the purpose of talking to it was to for it to learn. Yeah. But chat bots How are to be a Nazi. I think like Facebook did a thing where now like they're doing a ton of chat bots where. Huh. The way that you engage with brands, hashtag brands, is by chatting with their chat bots. Yeah, that's not going to Facebook Messenger, and it's like the thing that and VR is what everyone thinks is the future of technology. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, people were talking a I lot of that
1: back in the '90s when yeah. both of those things were popular, <laughs> yeah, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe in ten years people will be excited about VR again. Maybe. Uh, but people in 07 and 08 and such were really really excited about microblogging. Yeah. Uh, and Tumblr was always its own like weird little side thing too. Still is, still is. Uh, I don't know how to tumble. Tum- Tumblr's precious. I love Tumblr. I don't. I don't um, know how to tumble. But so Kevin Rose and a couple other Dig people who mm-hmm. love Dig started Pounce, and Pounce was supposed to be this cool like Twitter competitor, and it was really interesting because it was kind. It was like a cross between Tumblr and Twitter, where it had other formats of posts. Okay. But it was super, like you had. You know, you had followers, and you could connect with people and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it was super personal. Like it was, it was really like, like post, like what you're doing and where you're going and what your ca- like what's on your calendar and all this stuff as your huh. as your little like internet home. And then it lasted like six months. Yeah. Um,
1: Although Twitter's on the outs now, Twitter's Twitter's fading. Okay.
0: Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, Twitter is fading in the minds of people who want to make money off of Twitter. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair, Twitter's also fading in the minds of just about every female who uses yeah, Twitter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because it is a terrible experience to be a woman on Twitter.
0: Yeah, uh, Twitter as a Twitter is horrible for a lot of people, but it is still one hundred percent essential for the internet. It's in a really horrible, like, it, like it's in in between, like, a, you know, a rock and a hard place where like. It is essential, and everybody wants to and almost kind of needs to use it, but also it's horrible, and almost everybody hates it. Are we going to
1: set up a Twitter account for this podcast? Yeah, probably. Okay. You got to have one. Hashtag brands. Hashtag brands. <laughs> hashtags were a thing that was also invented by the user community. In addition to the at.
0: Yeah, at, at replies, retweets, hashtags. Yeah. I think uh, hashtags were invented at some like some tech conference someone was like oh hey like i'm just gonna put a hashtag and then it's conference later. name yeah. and yeah and that just became how it started yeah yeah uh, twitter as a company and le- twitter leadership and product development yeah. is a big giant stupid disaster but yeah i really like using twitter because i'm a straight white dude
1: <laughs> although uh, you're an old straight white dude if you're not on snapchat because snaps are where it's at. I am not on Snapchat. Do you use Snapchat? I, I have been dipping my toe into the Snaps. Um, I downloaded the app. I follow some people that I know. I'm trying to stick to just people that I have met in real life. Uh huh. Um, and nobody has ever sent me a Snap. Um, so there, okay. there's two ways of communicating on Snapchat, which I'm guessing you've never used the service because you're about my age and I've never used the service. I have used it. Okay, okay. Um,
0: the, I use it for a week. When uh, Jen, your former coworker, yeah, uh, yeah, was on vacation, and I texted her, and I was like, "You, you should send me photos while you're on vacation in California, because I want to see stuff in San Francisco." And she was like, "Oh, I'm just going to do stuff on Snapchat." So I was like, "Ah, <laughs> fine." So I got Snapchat. Yeah, I followed her, and while she was on vacation, I I, I saw stuff mm-hmm. that she took. Yep, that's all I know. Yeah. And then, when she got back from vacation, I stopped using the app. It's still on my phone, but I haven't opened it since.
1: So, Snapchat has some things that are um, some things I think that are clever, some things that I think are weird, and I don't understand. Okay. Um, so, I mentioned sort of in the early days of Twitter, one of the things I really liked about it was that it was very intimate, in that I was talking to a group of people that I knew personally. You know, this was pre Will Wheaton even being on, on Twitter. <laughs> Do
0: you remember the the race to a million followers? I do. Who was it? Uh, it's A plus K, Ashton Kutcher and versus Oprah or CNN. CNN. No, it was versus some like tech personality person. I don't I'm pretty remember sure. And it, it was A
1: plus K was the winner. Yeah, yeah. Ashton Kutcher won. Yeah, sadly. A plus K, A P L U S K. I mean, who am I to talk? I have a weird Twitter handle too. But yeah. um, so it it has some of that intimacy uh, right. because you can you can intentionally direct a snap to a small group of people to so let's say there are four people who are on this podcast with me and i want to send all of them a single snap okay and just those four i have like 30 people following me but i want to send those four a thing i can send it directly to them okay and it is ephemeral so i send them a picture with some text on it because that's how snapchat works you send a picture or video and you can put text and selfies and things on it do you have to cover it you do not. stuff. You can just okay. send a picture or video. Because
0: anytime I see like a screenshot of a, we call them snaps. Yes. Of a of a snaps. Yeah. Uh, it always has stuff on it.
1: Always. <laughs> uh, well, because believe it or not, they have, a, they have pretty good facial recognition built in. So there's like facial filters. That's yeah. I'm That's aware of the what filters. You've seen. Yeah. Um, so you can send that to a group of people, and it is ephemeral. Once you start looking at it, you have at most fifty nine seconds to continue looking at it. And then it is gone forever, unless you do something to save it, like snap a screenshot on your phone, which is, which, is considered bad etiquette. But okay. that, and that tells the sender that you took a screenshot of it? There are theoretically ways around it. I've not tried to figure it out too much, but okay. yes. Um, and, that, and that ephemerality was why Snapchat was originally used, according to the internet, primarily for sexting. Um, because you could send another person a picture of, you know, your junk, and it would go away. Um, right. Which, honestly, I think is something that needs to exist, Right. Because high schoolers are dumb, and I want to protect them from that dumb affecting them for the rest of their life. It's the, it's, it's the classic, like, pragmatist argument. Yes. Like,
0: you're never going to convince high schoolers to not send each other dick pics. Yes. So you might as well give them a way to do it In safely. In a way that
1: doesn't ruin their life forever. Right. Because, and this is a, a slight tangent, uh, there are numerous high school students, or 14, 15 year olds, that's high school, I guess, yeah. Um, who have been charged and convicted as child pornographers for sending a naked picture of themselves to someone else as requested. Because that meets the legal definition of trafficking in child porn in a lot of areas. Yeah, I guess it does. And and whether or not it should is another argument. And that's a thing I can't... I yeah, right. I'm not a lawyer. I can't fix that. But if we can do it, we can create a system where they can safely do this dumb thing they're going to do. Right. Maybe let's do that.
0: It's like the cool parents who like let kids come to their house and drink because they know that they can give dumb high schoolers a safe place to drink. Yes.
1: It's in that realm. Yeah.
0: Or like you might as well just give, make condoms available Yeah, because it's going to happen. Because
1: teenagers are dumb. Right. We, we know, know that. that. I wasn't. I wasn't dumb. I kind of got dumb. <laughs> I was, I was That's not dumb. true. I was very <laughs> dumb. <laughs> you couldn't help it. You were a teenager. Right. So So there's that ephemeral nature of Snapchat that exists – Um, So you send someone a thing, and they can see it once, and then it's gone. They see it once anywhere between 10 and 50 seconds, and then it's gone forever.
0: I hope the teens are listening to this fun
1: Snapchat (laughs) tutorial. Yeah, they're going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to make fun of me so hard. Some old guy talking about Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) There's no idea what's going on. But the other side of it is stories. And this is where Snapchat's trying to monetize a little bit. Hashtag brands. Yeah, hashtag brands. So you can save something to your story, which is a rolling... 24 hour snapshot of your snaps
0: this is what i experienced when i was following yeah. jen okay
1: um and so if i were to take a snap right now of me recording jesse on a podcast i'm gonna
0: do it oh my god i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna snap use.
0: i feel incredibly under pressure
1: um i don't i, I hide it from myself i put it in the ignore me folder on my phone <laughs> so you don't open it too so much I don't open it too much so okay. I'm, now, I'm now recording a video of Jesse um, sitting in front of a microphone on a, with a pot. Yes, he is. Microphone's on the pot. Yeah, pop pot uh, microphone. This is a really fun recording. Almost time's <laughs> up. Oh, no. The time can be up. Yeah, you only get like 30 seconds or 10 seconds of a video to record. So I could record a second snap if I want. There's you. That's the video of you being okay. the thing. And so I could put a funny filter on this or I could put a text. I'm going to put uh, Snapchat! <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. It's good. Um,
0: Did you just do a swipey keyboard?
1: Yeah, I swipey. I, I technically use SwiftKey, which okay. uses swipes. Um, and so I can t- save it to my story. Or you could or I can send it send directly it to, to Will Wheaton to, okay. if I wanted to. You, Will Wheaton could see this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to send it to Will Wheaton. <laughs> okay. He, I don't want to spam Will Wheaton. Like, that seems rude. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Wait, so, I mean, he, he's... His... I am going to send it to Adam because I can. Okay, yeah, um, Adam can get it. So I put that on my story, and I also send it directly to him. So he can now see it in two places, because it's, it's in the ephemeral snap that I sent him. But it's also um, a part of my story, which will stay... That snap will stay live for the next 24 hours.
0: And you can just look at it whenever. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and additional right. things I add on to it will will become a part of that once 24 hours hits that last one will fall off and things so will continue falling
0: rolling off. 24 hour window yeah
1: which is which is uh, sort of that, that ephemerality of it but just a little bit longer right and anybody who knows your username or has your email address can see that and so it's not as private as an individual one-on-one or one-on-three a snap would be
0: right that's really cool yeah uh also, like, that's really cool, but it sounds like something I am just not ever interested in using <laughs> at the same time, right? You know what I mean? I get that, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would do so with that. So, I,
1: I initially downloaded the app because there's a, a film I kickstarted called Automata, okay. uh, which is a 1920s noir with robots.
0: Uh, Great. Right, yes. in, right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> On board. <laughs> Hashtag brands for
1: Kevin. <laughs> Uh, so that exists. And they're like, oh, we're going to make a Snapchat. Then we're going to do snaps of us as we're filming. And I'm like, oh. Okay. I'm gonna that sounds Snapchat. cool. Alden Brown has one as well. So if you want to see Alden Brown cooking things. Huh. Yeah. Will Wheaton's got one. He does funny things with his hair. See, you, you mentioned
0: Alden Brown. And it makes me think, like, a lot of what this could be used for mm-hmm. is what I use Instagram for. Mm-hmm. Like, Instagram is how I feel like I'm connecting with, like not brands, but, like, people, right? Yeah. Like, I, I use Instagram to follow all the people I know in real life. Yeah. I don't use Facebook. I use Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, people like Alton Brown, who are mm-hmm. interesting, who post things about what's going on in their personal life, yeah. not just, like, advertisements hashtag and, and hashtag brand stuff. So I guess, like, Snapchat would duplicate that.
1: Well, but again, with Snapchat, you get weirder, sillier stuff. Right, because, because it's ephemeral because and it, it, there's enables,
0: no it enables that part of your brain where you can open up Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. yeah i guess that's interesting i just don't need another thing to look at on my phone that's that's
1: totally understandable but
0: that's like this is the really like hard part for me is like i've always been the person who has always jumped on like the latest Mm -hmm. technology who's always been like super aware of it and like really knows it and uses it until snapchat came out yeah and like i didn't even hear about snapchat until like it was too late yeah yeah and then everyone's using all the teens are using Snapchat for mm-hmm. something that I don't understand. There's also
1: something called a Snap Score. I don't know what that is. Is that like clout? It's like uh, it's points. You get it, there's a number next to your name, and it's if it's higher, you're better.
0: Oh, see, that might get me to use it.
1: I don't know. I don't know how to affect it. I don't I'm, even know what mine is. I'm
0: really susceptible to being gamified.
1: I kind of want to see if I if I can tell what mine is. Um, 38. My my, I'm, is that good? No, that's bad. Oh, that's real low. For example. Um, let me uh, let me look at my friends. Uh, let's go to Will Wheaton. He's my friend. Um, he doesn't have a sure. score. Uh, let's go to someone I know who uses it, who I sent a snap to just a moment ago. My friend Adam, his score is three thousand. Whoa!
0: I don't know if that's good, but it's bigger
1: than yours. It's certainly bigger than mine. Way to go, Adam! Yeah. Um, there's Automata. They they don't uh, they don't even have a number right now. No. I must not been using it enough. I'm going some people I follow there, and I. I basically check it like once a day and I go see who okay, who's got an updated story, mm-hmm. and I'll go watch their story. And as long as I do that every twenty-four hours, I never miss anything.
0: Oh <laughs> man Oh, so that's the like really clever like product strategy decision yeah. is you have a built-in it's a it's a benefit and yeah. like a feature of the service, but it's a built-in way to keep engagement yeah. high.
1: And here's their money making: there are discovery ha- stories that you can follow hashtag brands hashtag brands. So if I want to see the Wall Street Journal or Vox Media, or I kind of want to follow the Wall Street Journal just to see what they the could Wall Street have, Journal on Snapchat, on Snapchat I sounds I just like to see the, what they snapping
0: sounds like the greatest clashing of worlds. Yeah,
1: o- old media, new media, man. Oh yeah, uh, love so, that new media. Yeah, Snapchat. Uh, um, I don't understand. I don't fully, like, I don't, I can describe it. I just did. I don't get it. Right. Like, in the way that I got Twitter. Because it's not like something about Twitter,
0: and I think this is probably because it partially was so evolved from what came before it. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt so instinctual. Yeah. Like, I just, I signed up for Twitter and I was like, I get it. I'm just going to start using it. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah.
1: And I, and I, I was a, a proselytizer for Twitter. Like, I, oh, yeah. like, uh, in college, my honors college, had weekly current event discussions and you could propose a topic and there'd be a discussion about it and usually something related to things and one of my friends proposed one on twitter and we he and i like, mm-hmm. were like we explaining twitter to this group of of you know 18 to 20 somethings yeah and many of them did not get it huh i'm sure at least 50 percent of them all have twitters now right um, right but it's it's that thing it's like i was that cutting edge on it so to speak right and i'm gonna say what i missed snapchat
0: yeah and that's the thing like it's so confusing to be on the other side of that and this is the first the first time like i'm only 26 years old yeah but it's the first time i've been like oh shoot like i am i am i'm at step zero in a nearly infinite like chain (laughs) until i die of not getting the latest technology yeah like i'm 26 and it's already started my, my favorite thing, my favorite thing that I've, I'm, I'm the kind of person who like reads a lot about Snapchat, yeah. doesn't understand it and doesn't use it. But my favorite thing about it, and this is like almost barely like crossing the line into mm-hmm. like conspiracy theory okay. level about Snapchat. But the, the theory is Snapchat is designed in such a way, is intentionally designed in such a way to prohibit older people from using it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like the
0: the the number one like complaint about people who are like not teenagers who try to use Snapchat, people like us who yeah. are like, what's the Snapchat? Yeah, and we don't get it. Is the interface is confusing? Like it's hard to like figure I get out. There, there are no labels first. anywhere, but it's confusing in a way where teenagers can just like instantly pick up on it. I'm sure I believe that. And they're not willing, and they're intentionally not making it more accessible to avoid the problem that. You, Twitter's saw, having, Facebook they, they you saw with Facebook yeah. years ago, where Facebook is now predominantly populated by people like like the Chewbacca mom o- over middle age. Che- I think Chewbacca mom is a delight and a oh, gift. I love her; <laughs> and she's great to humanity. But yeah, like <laughs> Facebook is populated by Chewbacca moms, yeah, <laughs> which is a really fun thing to say. Um, and Twitter Twitter is populated increasingly by people who are not tech focused young people. Yeah. And Snapchat really, 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 really wants to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping their interface confusing so that only savvy teenagers I'm can I'm curious what saved.
1: happens, though, in, you know, let's say Snapchat makes it 10 years. Right. Where those, those savvy teenagers are now in their mid to late 20s. Right. Like, what is, do, do they keep using it? Well, they'll be like me and Twitter.
0: Yeah. Where they'll be using Snapchat, and then in 10 years, the next thing comes along, and they go, oh, man, I just totally missed out on whatever. Snorkel. Snorkel? Snorkel. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, snorkel. Snorkel. We should cut that part out so that we can invent snorkel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we've got to hold on to it for 10 years. <laughs>
0: uh, it'll take a long time to develop. Snorkel's going to be very, very complicated. It's super disruptive. Yeah, very disruptive. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> I love that we're both hurting after saying those words. <laughs>
0: um,. Man, this is uh, this is more tech focused than I anticipated. Yeah, this is
1: this ended up there. I mean, this is what we get for not preparing anything. Yeah, it's just what happens. Um, would you like to talk about something else? Um,
0: um, yeah, we can we can uh, uh, let's disrupt and pivot.
1: We yeah, can, we pivot, can pivot. Uh, that is, is, so I never watched Friends. Um, neither did I? I okay, there's there's apparently a very funny use of the word pivot. Oh, with the couch. With the couch. I'm familiar with the couch. Like I've seen that clip, but without any context, I didn't think it was that funny. But right. Basically. Uh, Ross, the tall one, um, sure <laughs> kept saying pivot, pivot, and there was a couch and on a staircase.
0: I can uh, relate to that because I just moved the couch uh, into my apartment. Yeah, did you
1: use the elevator? I really I, want you to use the elevator. I
0: did use the elevator, and I did not take a couch up four flights of stairs. <laughs> but the couch is—it's a very long couch, so it's tall. I see that, which made the hardest part just figuring out. It easily fits through the door because it's narrow, but mm-hmm. it's too tall to easily get. Into a doorway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was actually the hardest part is like figuring out just how to like, get the, the huge height of a couch through a doorway. So when
1: I moved to Austin, um, it, it involved us moving a large couch through a doorway that was too large, like too wide or too tall. Like mm-hmm. either direction, if we were doing it straight on or turned it at completely 90 degrees, was too large to get through the doorway. And if you oh, like you go to a 45 degree angle, you tilt it, that's the narrowest portion. Right. Uh, because that's how triangles work. Um, Hashtag math. <laughs> yeah. But oh. there's also, also a math tutor, so she loves to want to talk about math. Oh, cool. Um, and like a few weeks after getting it through the door, I was on a plane to Comic-Con, San Diego, um, and it occurred to me like, what would be the maximum dimensions or ratio dimensions of a couch for it to be able to do that trick where you turn it sideways and mm-hmm. it fit through a door? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what is the, the maximum ratio of height to... Width, so to speak, right? Um, and it's basically square root of one. It, it's if if the height is x, uh, the the largest the width can be is square root of one x. Oh, to fit through a door. You nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that the door is, you know, that neither of those two dimensions is long enough to do it, where the hypotenuse will still be, or the half of the hypotenuse will still be shorter. This
0: is just what you figured out on a plane ride.
1: Yeah, on a, on the back of a sky ball. <laughs>
0: If I, if I uh, was on the flight after you and I saw that on the Sky Mall, I would look at your, your equations instead of the Sky Mall. I appreciate that. I feel like you did a service to your future passengers. Um, I d- no, I decided it was so difficult moving this couch yeah. into, into this apartment. Uh, this was a Craigslist couch, by the way. The
1: best kind.
0: Uh, yep. Smells Still uh, kind of smells like the previous owner's dog. Oh. Which is fine. It's kind
1: of like you have a dog.
0: Yeah, kind of like I have a dog. Uh, I decided when I get a new couch or move or whatever, yeah. I will sell this couch on Craigslist. But instead of doing it for the like Craigslist cheap price yeah. of like 100 bucks, I will sell it for like $10. But you have to get it out. But the person has to get it out. I will not help whoever gets this couch out of my apartment get it out of my apartment.
1: Uh, it I'd is entirely up to them, but it will be 10 bucks, so it will be worth it. When I lived in Ohio, I bought, I bought some Craigslist furniture for my apartment, mm-hmm. um, and I paid extra because I did not have a vehicle that I could transport, and I said, hey, if I give you an extra 30 bucks, will you help me get this to my apartment? Yep. And he was like, yeah, sure, and that worked out well. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure I threw that in the trash when I left.
0: Threw a whole couch in the trash?
1: No, I didn't have a couch. Oh. No, I did, did I? I had a love seat. I had a love seat and two chairs, and I think all three of them went in the trash. <laughs> They weren't very good.
0: Yeah, this one's not that great either. No. Yeah, it's fine. It does the job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I have spent a lot of time on my vacation sitting on that couch uh, and rewatching Hannibal.
1: I need to finish Hannibal. I really need to finish Hannibal. Oh, Kevin. I didn't even finish the second season. Oh, Kevin. I know. So, spoilers for Hannibal. There's the part in season two where the lab tech like goes to like like is figuring it out like figuring out what Hannibal's all about and Uh she goes to his house by herself Mm -hmm. at night Mm -hmm. and the episode ends with a gunshot through the floor and you know that gunshot through the floor is gonna come up later yeah um and the next episode starts with her on a series of glass plates is that is she in the observatory yes yeah I turned it off and walked away. That that was
0: the part that was too that much was for That was disturbing,
1: and, and I don't know why. Like that particular thing, like hit me the way it did. And I want to go back, but because uh, oh. the show is amazing, everybody I talked to loves it. I love Brian Fuller. Yeah, he is amazing. He's doing the new Star Trek. The new Star Trek TV series is being run by Brian Fuller. You're welcome, America. No way.
0: Yeah, the one that had the bad trailer for on CBS. Yes.
1: Okay, Brian Fuller.
0: I have okay. That makes me feel better. I've, I'm not like a Star Trek person. I'm. I very casually watched and enjoyed the J.J. Abrams movies. That's like my entire Star Trek experience. Like I I I'm, I'm not a Star Trek person, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do. I am. I do have a lot of faith in Brian Fuller. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll watch that Star Trek show. It will yeah. probably.
1: You will have to buy access to CBS All Access to watch it. Oh, uh, yeah, no man. <laughs> but that also gets you access to the new spinoff of the Good Wife that they're starting. Yeah, that's okay. I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> like, I like the Good Wife. I haven't finished it, but uh, they, they're doing a spinoff, and that's that's those are the two anchor shows for CBS's uh, standalone streaming service.
0: All right, um,
1: Star Trek. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're the Star Trek person. I am much more of a Star Trek person than you are. Star Trek is
0: traditionally a very it's kind of like a like a fun. Like not not super serious, but like kind of fun and sometimes campy, and like celebrates its campiness type of show.
1: Um, not not as much as you would think. Okay. Um, it's actually fairly serious. Um, and each each show actually has its own flavor, in sort of right. that like each each series is sort of its own thing. The one that might might most be called campy in today's eyes is the original series that's the the Captain Kirk William Shatner sort of era because it's the oldest because it's the oldest yeah. it is actually though like okay there are some terrible episodes of the original series, there's several episodes of all the series. Well,
0: how many episodes are there? There's like hundreds in oh, okay. in, the, in the original series. Okay, but like 57? total in the entire saga, there's like hundreds of episodes, right? Yeah.
1: Well, so every season except uh, every series except uh, the original series in Enterprise lasted seven seasons.
0: That's a lot of episodes. So going to have some battles. Twenty-four ones.
1: times seven seasons times three shows. There's going to be a lot of episodes. Yeah. Plus the fifty-three seasons worth. I think seventy-seven in the fr- in the original series. Five seasons in Enterprise like there's a lot of episodes there's some bad ones um spock's brain is the worst star trek original series episode uh it's called spock's brain that i won't go more in detail other than to say that there's an album or there's a there's an artist i think they're called five-year mission they're a band <laughs> that writes songs about episodes of star trek oh my god because uh, of course they do right because um, that has to exist and they did one episode or one song per episode that was kind of their thing Except they had a Kickstarter to do an entire album about Spock's brain, the worst episode of the <laughs> original
0: series. Is this, like, known throughout the fan base as being the worst episode? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, the album isn't super well-known, but I, I own a copy because I Kickstarted it. Yes. Because
0: yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> you're that kind of Star Trek person, of course.
1: Um, uh, but then you, you kind of have something like that with, like, Deep Space Nine, which is is the first and really only, well, Enterprise was the first time star trek was heavily serialized oh, okay. which was actually like this was this was pre Sopranos. this is like pre breaking bad um so to have especially a sci-fi series that had longer ongoing plots mm-hmm. was very unusual unless you were also watching babylon 5 which is not at the same time and has kind of a storied history because the creator of babylon 5 claimed that uh, paramount stole his idea and made deep space nine huh yeah Settled out of court. Uh, both good shows yeah uh in different ways um, but Deep Space Nine is heavily serialized, especially towards the end, um, where if you jumped into a mid-season episode, you would have very little idea of what was going on. Hmm. Not to the point something like Game of Thrones is now. Like, jumping into season five of Game of Thrones would be real weird. Listen, I diligently watch,
0: at when it airs, every episode of Game of Thrones, and yeah. I don't know
1: what's going on. <laughs> well, I gave up last season, so I'm I'm done. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, the way Game of Thrones works is you can watch probably the watch the first episode of a season and then the last two episodes of a season yeah, you're he'll, good you'll get the idea <laughs> okay like i i i can't like stress enough like i really like game of thrones mm-hmm. i i sorry i'll correct myself i really like watching game of thrones <laughs> i don't think it's that great of a show but i really like watching okay it. and so i watch it as soon as it airs every week i watch it live every week i'm really like into it yeah. i watch it very carefully do you go to like parties or do you watch it by yourself i watch it by myself okay i i'm a watch tv by myself kind of guy that's reasonable uh and like i watch it very carefully and i pay close attention and i still am like who's that like
1: what's their name <laughs>
0: what's going wait what was this person like it's it's very complicated yeah
1: i have to ask amy when we watched it together because she read all the books so she knew it better Yeah, that Um, helps. That helps a lot. Who's that? She's like, "Oh, it's the Onion Knight." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't want to get into Game of Thrones right now. I don't either Um, because I haven't
1: watched it since mid-season five. Yeah, and I,
0: I feel like I'm I'm watching it I'm watching it live. Yeah. And it's
1: almost over, right? Like the season's almost over. Uh, halfway through. Okay.
0: I, I'm, I'm watching it live and diligently because I like watching it mm-hmm. so much. Um, but if you're not like in the middle of it right now, eh, just wait till the whole show's over and just catch up. Yeah. Just like because if you just binge it and you don't, you're not like stuck on all the cliffhangers well, and stuff. I
1: watched the first fine. three seasons. Yeah. Um, I binge the first. I have four. on DVD because I still bought DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't much anymore, but every now and then. Uh huh. Uh, I just bought uh Zodiac on Blu-ray. Oh, it's a good movie. Ooh,
0: that's a that's it's a, a really good movie. good movie. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I think I think that's what my bought. was when we were talking yeah. about
1: it. Um, but I bought the first three seasons or so of Game of Thrones on DVD. Uh-huh. And we, we basically binge watched them. Like not not true binge where it's like one after another after another, but like one a day for a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. So my my vacation is seriously enabling uh my (laughs) my binging um i i acquired all three seasons of hannibal which which i I watched hannibal hannibal is one of the very few shows in my life that i started when it premiered and Mm -hmm. i watched weekly as it aired wow um i rarely rarely do that but i liked it so much what's like, an amazing series one of the best i'm, I'm more of a comedy person than yeah, a drama person yeah. I, I really like sitcoms mm-hmm. uh but hannibal is one of the best hour-long dramas i've ever seen and i my vacation came up and i was like ah oh, man i like i needed to start a new show because yeah. I, this is you know this, this one's going to be a surprise but i finished gilmore girls is my most recent show I loved Gilmore Girls, so I, I Hannibal been, and Gilmore Girls aren't necessarily no. That's a little
1: weird, but you know, um, two peas in the pot. I joined Gilmore Girls late in the run, uh-huh. like I joined it when Rory went to Yale. Okay, um, and I haven't seen the first three or four seasons. Oh, so I've I've watched. I think. About half to two thirds of the first season, when it came to Netflix, I was binge watching it. Uh huh. Um, But I haven't finished them. Yeah, Uh, I would. I need to. They're good.
0: Finish Gilmore Girls because it's coming back to Netflix with its little reboot thing. I know.
1: I have not seen the last episode. Like that's, like that's the only show that I've not seen the last episode of. The the
0: last episode of the show. Mm Hmm. Eh, Don't bother.
1: That's kind of what I've heard?
0: The whole last season is... Uh, is like, I've seen everything of it. the last
1: season except the last episode. Yeah, you can skip it. I mean, it's the one without Amy Sherman Palladino, so that, that right. was rough.
0: It really lost its soul. Yeah. Um, uh, but but boy, Hannibal... Hannibal! Hannibal is one of the rare shows that, like, first season starts... You got a lot of the elements of, like, uh, formulate, like, police procedural. Or so
1: you think. Or so you
0: think. <laughs> and, like, it, it's hard to tell if... Like Hannibal wasn't a successful show, so no. they clearly, like Brian Fuller, clearly didn't get like studio permission to like, okay, like you're doing good stuff, you're getting a lot of viewers, like feel free to branch out a little bit. I feel like it was more of a like, like <laughs> I'm gonna do this anyway. No, <laughs> yeah, we don't care what you do now, so he just did it anyway. Or yeah. maybe like he
1: tricked the studio into like letting him do something. I don't. It's there are some things in that show that I'm surprised aired on network television. It's
0: a, it's a miracle what he gets through onto Fox.
1: Uh, NBC, NBC,
0: NBC. Yeah, like there are. Speaking of Game of Thrones, there are far more gruesome things on Hannibal oh. than there are on Game of Thrones. And like Game of nightmare Thrones, inducing. and Game of Thrones, yes, like legitimately nightmare inducing. Game of Thrones is known for its shock value and, yeah. and gruesome, gory violence. Yeah, and Hannibal tops it easily. Tops it because Hannibal also involves all the psychological yeah. aspects of it. The freaking
1: um, this. The Skin
0: Angel, the Skin Angel. Oh, with the wings. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I watched. Um. So, I downloaded all three seasons. I'm already through season one. Uh-huh. I watched the. I watched season two, episode one yeah. today. Uh, I'll probably watch a couple more episodes tonight, but, um, it, it starts off like police procedural with a twist, mm-hmm. and here's like. You know, it's like police procedural, but, like, we're going to do really cool cinematography. We're going to do really cool yeah, art direction. Beautiful. All the cooking stuff in it is, yeah, is really oh, amazing. Makes you love food. It makes you love food until, like, you're like, oh, shoot, those are people. <laughs> those are people parts. <laughs> they still look great. Oh, it looks very delicious. Um, and then as the se- season progresses, it's like, oh, this is getting weird. Because, <laughs> like, season one is is Will losing his mind. Yes. Oh. And then season two kicks off, and it just gets crazier. And then season... I think they might have started season three knowing they were getting canceled.
1: They had a strong inkling, is my understanding. Uh, so they were like, fuck
0: it! And they just went nuts. Yeah. And season three just goes crazy. Uh, you, you're you in the middle of season two? Yeah. Okay. I won't spoil it, but like they went
1: crazy. Did season three... And, and I don't feel like this is a spoiler in my case, so you can tell me um did season three get to uh red dragon
0: yes okay the second half of season three is the red dragon story
1: i suspected they would based on sort of the time frame they were at yeah which is
0: if you think all the other stuff is like (laughs) scary and nightmare (laughs) inducing like the red dragon stuff is horrifying okay like i've never been more like i've I've probably never been more scared watching something than watching season three of hannibal wow um I remember when I was young, like, freshman in high school, maybe, I I was invited to, like, a party that my brother was at. My brother was a couple (laughs) years older than me. It was all the cool, like, older high schoolers. We all went and we hung out. It was, like, a late-night party at at his friend's house. And they all decided to watch Red Dragon, the the movie. The The Uh,
1: worst of the Hannibal movies. Yeah.
0: But when you're, like, 13 or 14 and you're, like, trying to be – cool and i had never been like exposed to anything like that Mm -hmm. before and i grew up in uh this is a for another episode i grew up in uh what i might describe as almost fundamentalist christian household where like demons and stuff are real yeah like like the whole like spiritual thing like that's all real Mm -hmm. uh so we watched red dragon and that fucked me up yeah i believe it like i did not sleep a second that whole night like so, like, the whole Red Dragon thing already has, like, baggage in my yeah. life. And then, but Han- the, the way <laughs> Hannibal treats it is truly terrifying, but really, really good.
1: Yeah. It's got, I've got to be at that point. Yeah.